Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Hello, Life Group Leaders. This is Dallas here, filling in for JT as host. And joining me is our women's pastor, Esther. Thanks for being here. Of course. You know, JT's not here. I don't really know. We're just going to wing it today. All right, let's do it. No, we got some structure. (laughs) We got some structure. Of course we do. But first, I'm looking at the magazine. Mm -hmm. I need a miracle. These are awesome. Yeah. So many volunteers and our comms team have worked so hard. I'm so proud of us and our church. And this is so amazing. Hopefully every single person in your group has one of these because they need it. Uh, I run my group. We've done the life group questions and only the leader has the questions and we're having to spend, you know, minutes repeating the question. Hopefully everybody brings this to group because it has scripture in it. It has the questions. It has stories. It's awesome. So hopefully everyone in your group has it. They're bringing it. They're bringing it to weekend services. It's so good. But we're picking up on page 30, the life group discussion guide. We are in week two. And Esther, can you read the teaching summary for us today? Yeah, of course. It says, Jesus provides provides in small ways and large ways. From a luxury item at a wedding to food when there is none, he provides for you, all according to his riches and glory. The boy who gave his food to Jesus participated with Jesus in a miracle. As we give, we are able to participate with Jesus too. I mm, love it. I love that last line. Mm-hmm. And I'm, we're going to hit it at the end. Yeah. I think it, it really fits in with all the content. Uh, but Jesus is at a wedding. Mm-hmm. So lean in question. Esther, I'm going to ask you. I'll, oh. I'll answer as well. Okay. What is the most elaborate wedding you mm-hmm. have ever attended or seen? What impressed you the most about the wedding ceremony or the reception? Okay. Um, it was my sister's wedding. It was uh, at the Biltmore Hotel in L.A., I don't know. I don't know that. I it's okay. I didn't either. Okay. But it's a ballin hotel. All right. And uh yeah, it had very very high ceilings and everything was just very expensive and elaborate and fun and yeah. I think that was the most uh, elaborate wedding I've ever been to. How about you? I I recently went to a wedding and it was in Corona del Mar. So mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool cuz it was so close to the water. Yeah. And I think the thing that really stood out to me was they served steak and lobster. Oh my goodness. I served barbecue at my wedding because we were balling on a budget. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there, the budget had multiple zeros for comparison to mine. So I just thought it was so cool. I remember- Steak and lobster. Lobster. Surf and turf. I kept hitting my wife, I'm eating steak right now. I'm eating steak. Chew it extra longer. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they give you like a little like butter dipping sauce. I thought I was king of the world. That is awesome. So cool. I can I need to be invited to weddings like that. I know. Yeah. Most of the time I don't get invited to the reception because yeah. I'm officiating, but uh, yeah. this one I did and I'm so thankful for. <laughs> That's awesome. We sound so cheap. <laughs> no. Anything will impress us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, go around in your life group sharing the most elaborate wedding you went to. Maybe not roasting other people, but just sharing and, and sharing some laughs. Yeah. Yeah. And as you do that, we look down, we look down into our text and there are two passages of scripture. We're not going to read them all, mm-hmm. but we hope that your group, as you hit to, as you hit this point in group time, 
that you would stop and you would read the passage. And hopefully that lean-in question is a way to get everyone engaging in the conversation. And then this is another one that you could do to get everybody engaged. A lot of times, even Esther and I in our meetings, we'll read a passage of scripture mm-hmm. and it's we do like the popcorn reading where, yeah. okay, everybody take a verse yeah, and you just go and it's like middle school. So I start counting around the table. <laughs> I read my verse four times so I don't stumble in front of our team. <laughs> uh, but you could allow everyone to read the passage yeah. of scripture. That's great. So we, we do look down, we read the passage, and then we we answer answer some questions. Mm-hmm. And as you as you look at this, page 30 and 31, these are all of our discussion questions. And if you count it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven questions. Mm-hmm. Now if your group meets for four or five hours, <laughs> I think you could get through eleven questions. What you can do as a leader is take a moment the day before, the night before, a couple days before, and work through it on your own and figure out, okay, what are the questions I want to ask? And I'm picking out one, two, three, like four or five questions. Four or five questions is all I'm picking out. I don't feel the need to go through all of them, uh, just picking out a couple. So look down, read John 2, 1 through 11, and I pick that first question. Why was the master of the banquet so surprised at the quality of the wine that Jesus miraculously produced from water? How did serving such wine counter to what was traditionally done? Any thoughts there? No, not really. Other than uh, the text. (laughs) Great question. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, But yeah, no, not really. Mm -hmm. I I think for for your group is to getting everybody to point back to the passage. Mm -hmm. So getting them, okay, let's let's engage with scripture. The what was surprising about it, um, because the good wine was normally served first. Yeah. So this was countercultural. Mm-hmm. This was against what was normally happening. And as you follow along with Jesus, that's what he does. Yeah. It goes against culture. So normally you bring out the fine wine first. Mm-hmm. Then once everybody has had a bit too much is when you bring out the two buck chuck. So this was totally different for it. So work through that um, with your group. Then there's another passage, John 6, 1 through 15. Again, have different people read it. And then I just pick that first question. Why was the crowd following Jesus? This isn't a trick question. So Mm -hmm. if we go back a page it's literally right there in verse two. A huge crowd was following him, following him because they saw the signs that he was performing by healing the sick. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes like these questions aren't here to confuse us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, look back at the text. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at the text. So do you think they were looking for spiritual guidance or just personal benefit? What was your motivation when you first came to Christ? That's a great question. And I'm putting myself in in your shoes as leader. So I would ask, um, Esther, I'm going to ask you this question, give you a moment to, to think of your answer. Yeah. What was your motivation when you first came to Christ? And I would say, hey, hey group, we're going to sit and we're going to have everybody answer this question. That's great. Go around the circle. What was your motivation when you first came to Christ. So Esther, what was your motivation when you first came to Christ? Yeah. I mean, I was kind of like a nominal Christian. I grew up with always kind of knowing about Jesus. And then I went through a breakup 
Yeah. And then I was kind of awakened to my desperation for direction and leadership and honestly, lordship. I, I needed to stop being lord over my life. And so that desperation is what kind of motivated me to come to Jesus. Yeah. Love How it. about you? Yeah. My motivation is I was attending VBS. I heard a great story. I'm like, oh, this is really good. But also, as I look through my upbringing, my family was all Christian. Mm. And there was no escaping being a Christian in my house. Mm-hmm. I, so it was one of those, it's bound to happen at, mm-hmm. at any point of time. And you, you kind of remind me of like a follow-up question mm-hmm. of like, what was your motivation? Mm-hmm. And you kind of answered this other question, like how has it changed? Mm-hmm. Of like realizing that she, the, the Lordship mm-hmm. part. And for me, uh, like just inspired by your answer, like what changed is I came to this moment end of high school, beginning of college of I followed Jesus, but I, I don't think I could ever tell anyone what that means. Oh, wow. yeah. So how has that changed? This is a really good time to engage people in their stories. Too. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Good leadership. So we've done a lean, a leaning question. We've done two look down questions. I'm jumping to look out. Mm-hmm. And some of these questions, I think, don't get don't get caught up in trying to figure out what the hidden meaning is. Uh, just as we learned in the last one, pretty straightforward. So one of these that might that might be a little confusing because Esther and I were even talking about this before we pushed record is how can we bring the quote the better wine to situations in which we are placed so that we may point others to Jesus. So what's some guidance for us to not get caught up like what does the better wine mean to not confuse everybody yeah um in eric's message he talks about how um jesus turned specifically water water used for purification into wine and wine represents blood and so this is really an introduction of the new covenant that there is going to be a cleansing that is better that is permanent through the death and the resurrection and the blood of jesus and so i guess you can rephrase that question how can we bring Jesus and the reality of the gospel to situations um, we are placed so that we can point others to Jesus. Like, where have you seen um, the gospel play in your life or in the lives of other people, in the stories of other people, maybe even in your life group? And how can you bring that um, to point other people to to Jesus? I guess that would be a great way to put it. Yeah, that's great. And leaders, I hope you're you're like taking note of as you're walking through and processing these like rework it to fit your context. Yeah. So you you know you're Good. better than anyone. Mm-hmm. Like I can't I can't sit here and say here's what you have to do with your group mm-hmm. because you know your group better than anyone. Mm-hmm. So take it, reword it, help your group understand as you've been walking alongside them to help them get the mo- and, and pull it out of them. Yeah. Encourage them through it. So then we get this last session, last section, uh look in. I think all these are really good questions as was there one that that stood out to you in, in these three questions of of looking i think they're all good but yeah i think the last two so the second one says what does jesus meeting uh meeting of these needs teach us about jesus concern for our needs and his his ability to meet them i love that in both john 2 and john 6 um it shows so much of god's abundant nature mm-hmm. like he fills all of them all the jars to the brim yeah. and then brings the best. So the quantity and the quality, 
And then with John 6, the feeding of the 5,000, it says that they had 12 baskets full of leftovers. And so I think that that just, the leftover or the abundance of the wine reveals the nature of God. And so I think that that's something definitely to potentially celebrate with your life group and mm -hmm. like a, a specific attribute of God that we can leave with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even helping them, uh, I always call it like looking over your shoulder, like, hey, where where have you seen that? Where have you seen the 12 baskets left over in your life? Yeah. Um, I always go back to Jacob mm -hmm. when he was in the desert, he was running for his life mm -hmm. and he stopped in, in the middle of nowhere, yeah. exhausted, adrenaline, like had to stop. There's no street lights. Mm -hmm. He's just running. Mm -hmm. And that was a moment God encountered him Yeah, and came there, had that moment, wakes up, realizes, oh, the Lord's been with me yes. the entire time, builds an altar. And that's where he remembered, oh, the Lord was with me in this place. Yeah. Then you so circle good. back years later, he's walking through there again and he's got family. And I just imagine him bringing kids, nephews, yeah. nieces. Hey, everybody come around here. I want to tell you a story. You see this altar? I built this altar. Let me look. I'm looking back and remembering that God was with me. Wow. So how can we have these moments? Help your group understand so where has, where have you seen God fill things to the brim with quantity and quality? Like yeah. Esther said help them remember so that good. for their life. Yeah, that's so good. I think that that brings almost like God's face closer to your face. Like, you know, like, yeah. um, and talking about him in the past tense allows us to see like him in the present tense. Yeah, yeah. so that's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, uh, so that, that walks us through it. Mm -hmm. But I wanna go back to this teaching summary, that last line, mm -hmm. as we give, we are able to participate with Jesus too. And here's where I wanna challenge everybody. Throughout this whole series, we're doing a lot of extended prayers. Mm. So at the end of service, coming forward, we are praying for the needs of the people. And there might be people in your group, so this is a great opportunity to remind them, hey, there's extended prayer. Mm. Come forward after service. But we get to participate in that as well. Yeah. So leaders, I want to invite you to participate awesome. and invite you to pray alongside us as we're praying for miracles and we believe that we're going to see miracles throughout this series, that God's going to heal people. God's going to do an incredible work. So inviting you into the work of ministry, take a moment in your group. If you would please pray with us that God answers prayers, pray with us that people have boldness to walk forward yeah. and to receive prayer where you can participate in the, in the journey and in the miraculous healing as well. Mm -hmm. So that's my encouragement uh, to you guys today. Cool. Well, leaders, we're appreciative of you. Yeah. We're so thankful for you. There's so much momentum. Uh, we believe in groups. We believe in you. Our team is here for you. Thank you for all that you do. We are signing off. Have a great group discussion time. See you guys. <laughs>